Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, and this is presidential release number 525, live from the National Federation of the Blind Jernigan Institute. Uh, it is uh, great to be back together again, and we are exactly four months away, four months to the day until we start our 2023 National Convention. So if you haven't made your plans yet, get them going. And I have a lot of work to do between now and then, so I need to get my plans going too. The spring is quickly upon us, although it doesn't feel that way in a lot of parts of the country right now. But the spring conventions will be starting this weekend with uh, Alabama and Massachusetts getting together. And I'm anticipating going to the Nebraska convention later this month, a number of great affiliate conventions and other federation activities coming up during the months leading up to our national convention. I'm going to dive right in because I have a lot of things to talk about, some of them literally just happening today. A little update on our advocacy and policy work. You know, we continue to see the great benefits from having our in-person Washington seminar. So many connections that were made because we were in person. We did a great job on virtual, but the in-person experience has really accelerated our work. And especially I want to talk about the Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act. Uh, as you know, this bill will require all class two and class three medical devices with a digital interface to be accessible to blind people. This bill will go into effect three years after it is signed into law, and it will make a great difference in allowing blind Americans to safely and independently operate medical equipment and manage their own, manage and monitor their own health care in the home setting. Just today, March 1st, it was reintroduced into Congress, into the House of Representatives, by Representative Jan Schakowsky from Illinois. Jan Schakowsky uh, has been a, a longtime friend of the Federation, one of my favorite moments of our virtual conventions. Jan Schakowsky uh, uh, dropping into our Illinois delegation there during our uh, virtual convention. This bill is so new, it doesn't even have a number yet. So all I can tell you is it's been introduced. But uh, this is really impressive to me. Not only has it been introduced by Representative Schakowsky, it has 32 original co-sponsors. That's huge. And that's thanks to the work of all of you and especially the work that we did in our Washington seminar. So good start. You know, 32 is a good number, but we got we got to get a lot more. So keep pushing on that bill as well as our other legislative initiatives. Now, it's been a busy week, though, because earlier this week we got some movement on the Transformation to Competitive Integrated Employment Act. This is a bill that we have been pushing for a number of years to fully eliminate the federal allowance of the payment of subminimum wages to people with disabilities. We're doing great work at getting this eliminated state by state, but we want it out of federal law. And we have gotten it introduced in the Senate on Monday of this week, 
introduced by Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania. The lead co-sponsor on this bill is Senator Steve Daines of Montana. The bill number is S-533. We uh, also have gotten the bill introduced into the House of Representatives yesterday. So we now have three days in a row where the Federation's got bills introduced. The uh, introduction of the bill in the House of Representatives, our lead co-sponsor there is Kathy McMorris-Rogers of Washington. The bill number is H.R. 1263. So congratulations to the Federationists across the country of doing great work to get these bills introduced. And we know that our other legislative priorities are going to continue to roll forward. So keep the pressure on members of Congress and thank those who have gotten on board with these bills. I don't know what our governmental affairs folks are going to do tomorrow to get introduced into Congress, but I'm sure we'll talk about it on the next release. We've talked before about our efforts to support Joe Orozco, who is a member of the Federation from Virginia and a blind analyst at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Joe has uh, faced a lack of equal access to workplace technologies that have held him back from advancing in his role at the agency. Joe's experience is very similar to that of many, many, many blind employees across the government whose agencies fail to provide them with equal access to workplace technologies they need to be successful. And those technologies are required to be fully accessible under Section 508 of the Rehabilitation Act. With our support of Joe won a major victory in the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit on February 17, 2023. The appellate court ruled that a lower court was wrong when it dismissed Joe's case. This is a huge victory for uh, blind people, and the decision uh, notes that while the lower court said that Joe's case should be dismissed, that there wasn't a right of federal employees to um, bring a private right of action against their agencies, the appellate court said, you're wrong. The law says you do have that right. And this is really significant for blind federal employees. It's a great victory. Now, the case continues for Joe Orozco, and we have to continue to stand with him to get access to the technologies in his agency. But going forward, uh, this victory on behalf of blind people will allow us to push harder on government agencies in terms of implementation and holding them accountable for Section 508 violations. And of course, this doesn't just impact blind federal employees. It also impacts really all of us who use 
technologies that are public facing of the government. So this is a tremendous win and it could really only happen because of the collective action of the National Federation of the Blind. Now the agencies, I'm sure the government agencies hope we're going away, but we're not. We're going to keep the pressure on and we're doing a great job uh, of that. We've been raising Section 508 concerns for quite a while and um, other parts of the government are with us and listening. Recently, last month, the United States Department of Justice released a report detailing the uh, accessibility of federal electronic and information technologies. The report shows, this will be no surprise to members of the Federation, the report shows that one in 10 public-facing websites at major federal departments and agencies are inaccessible. It also shows that approximately 60% of internal websites at major federal departments and agencies are inaccessible. We will continue to push on Department of Justice and other agencies to compel government agencies to uphold their responsibilities. And along the way in this journey, we will demand better data and more accountability in really measuring the progress that these agencies are making. But congratulations to the Federation and our work together to support our blind federal employees to get equal access. Now, this is the time of year, in fact, the very day when we start to talk about registration for our 2023 National Convention, which will happen in Houston, Texas from July 1 to July 6. Note that Norma Crosby's here in the audience today, our host for the uh, 2023 convention. And we're really looking forward to being at the Hilton America's Houston, which is a great property. It was recently uh, there, and uh, I know they're very much looking forward to having us. The rates at our headquarters hotel are $119 a night for singles, doubles, triples, and quads, plus uh, various taxes that they put on top of it. Can't avoid that. The Hilton has uh, been taking reservations, has been taking reservations uh, for a number of months. And despite the rumors, there are still are rooms available at the Hilton. So uh, if they tell you there's not a room available, keep pushing them. But they're not going to be available forever. So I encourage you to get your reservations in soon. You can get the hotel address and the phone number and all those details at our convention page nfb.org slash convention. I've given it on the release before, so I'm not going to give it again. But I will also mention that we have an overflow hotel, which is the Marriott, which is uh, just half a mile away or so. It's not not really that far. It's an easy walk if you uh, take the indoor route through the convention center. Uh, the Marriott has many of the same amenities, except that it does tout that it has the largest lazy river in Texas. And it happens that the lazy river is in the shape of Texas. I should say the Hilton's a great uh, property. It has many amenities. The um, Federationists will find uh, the hotel 
Very simple to navigate. It's uh, all the meeting room spaces are stacked on top of each other. A number of uh, restaurants. There is a Starbucks, and there is so much food and entertainment around the hotel. You're gonna just love the space, and especially the hospitality that'll be provided by the NFB of Texas. Now. Registration is open, so you want to go to nfb.org slash register to register. You have until June 1 to register online. After that, you'll have to register at the convention. Registration is $25 per person. It's a bargain. It's been at $25 for a number of years. The banquet cost this year is $70. Online registration closes on June 1, as I say and the prices of each of those will go up $5 when you get to convention. So it pays to um, get your registration in early. You also don't have to wait in the registration line and uh, things like that. So I would encourage you to get your registration in. If you're looking to fill out our registration form in Spanish, we do have it available, but it's slightly delayed. So not quite ready for this release, but uh, certainly, uh, it will be ready in the coming days. And I want to remind you also that when you register online, you can make certain requests for support, such as uh, interpreters, if, if you need interpreters because of your hearing or things like that. Now, there are certain things that you don't have to request. For example, there'll be Braille agendas. You can count on that at the convention and that sort of thing. Now, um, some of you out there may be haven't been to our national convention, and you want the experience, but you need a little support. Well, fortunately, the Kenneth Jernigan Fund of the National Federation of the Blind provides convention scholarships to first-timers, and that program is again available this year. You do have to apply some of you may have participated last year in our virtual convention experience or in our virtual conventions before that. That's okay. You're still eligible to receive a Kenneth Jernigan first-time convention scholarship. I, in particular, love engaging with the first-timers at the convention. They bring a lot of energy, enthusiasm. Some of them are scared to death, but it's really great to observe their, their growth during the week. Um, although my first convention was uh, more than 25 ago now, uh, I still remember the experience and I still have very fond memories of those federationists that, that took me under their wing at my first convention when I had no clue what was going on. So um, if you are a first timer at the convention, please make sure to come by the presidential suite or stop me in the hall. I would love to meet you. Now, applications are due for the Kenneth Jernigan Scholarships by April 15th, and you do have to reach out to the president of your state affiliate of the Federation to get a recommendation letter. You can get more information and uh, find the form to fill out including all the details that are needed at our convention page, nfb.org slash convention. And I refer you to that page frequently as it will be updated with all sorts of information. But please, if you haven't yet been to the convention, it is 
the highlight of the year. It's when uh, we bring the most people, energy, imagination together to talk about our concerns, our dreams for the future and make things happen. There will be some new and exciting things at the convention. So we would love for you to be there. And as I say, I'm confident the hospitality is going to be great. I do have a number of Federation family notes for you here on this release. I regret to share with you the passing of Lloyd Matthews on February 12, 2023. Lloyd was a longtime member and big time promoter of the Federation from our Tampa Bay chapter. Very sad to bring you news from our Illinois Federation family of the passing of Teresa Meyer, a longtime member of our Chicago chapter who passed away after a long illness on February 26th, just a couple of days ago. Teresa is the wife of uh, David Meyer, who is a longtime Federationist, has uh, held many leadership positions. Uh, Teresa was not only a support to Dave in his leadership work in the Federation, but was an active member in uh, our Chicago chapter and helped out in many places herself. She was a true soulmate for Dave. I urge you to keep Dave and uh, our Federation family in Illinois in your thoughts and prayers upon Teresa's passing. Also, really regret having to share with you the passing of Carl Jacobson, who passed away on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Carl, as I'm sure many of you know, served as president of the National Federation of the Blind of New York for more than 20 years, starting in 1997. He uh, served on our national board. Um, he traveled to many affiliates, spreading the word of the Federation. He was a longtime member of our National Scholarship Committee, where he mentored many, many, many Federationists. Uh, I was honored to uh, have the opportunity to um, go uh, to his uh, funeral and hear the wonderful testimonies um, from so many people about the impact they uh, had, that Carl had on their lives and their commitment to carrying his legacy forward. Carl leaves behind his beloved wife, Mindy, who is a longtime leader in the movement herself as well as his children and several grandchildren and, and so many people who he inspired and loved. I count myself as fortunate to have had the opportunity to be mentored by Carl, especially as a, a board member. When I came onto the board, uh, he was a great support and mentor to me. So I encourage you to keep the Jacobson family and friends in your thoughts and prayers, as well as those who I might not have received information about. Pam, I think that's what I have for the moment. I'm sending it back to you. I want to, again, thank everyone for being with us tonight. Our next presidential release will be on Tuesday, April 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can contact President Riccobono at 
651-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Thank you again. And I will now turn it over to you, President Obama. This brings me to the end of this presidential release. There are so many great things coming up. As we move through May and into April, we have our Jacobus Tenbrook Disability Law Symposium coming up here at our national office. We have a seminar for our Bell coordinators. We're going to be doing some work with the first beta units along with APH and Humanware of the Monarch. This is the tactile display that we discussed at our national convention. We have some other surprises that I hope we'll be able to announce on the April presidential release. And of course, so many great activities happening in local communities across the Federation. Thank you all for what you do to build our movement every day and for the work that you do to raise expectations for the blind. We are going to have the customary endings, but first let me live you with Let's Go Build, the National Federation of the Blind. I am Oriana Capone, and I have a few riddles for you. Riddles? You're changing it up. Okay, mm-hmm. what are they? What English word has three consecutive double letters? I don't know. What? A bookkeeper. Oh. And my next riddle is what has 13 hearts but no lungs or stomach? I don't know that one either. A deck of cards. Hello. Hello. Do you have a joke for me? Sure. Excellent. What is it? Why can't March get a gold medal? Uh, I don't know, because it's too springy? Because it always comes in third. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org. 410-659-9314 www.nfb.org Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. So you're blind, you'll be fine. We got good news. You can live the life you